Welcome to week two of Country Day Conversations, the podcast brought to you by Sacramento Country Day School. I'm head of school and MC Lee Thompson. And I'm DJ Doyle, otherwise known as Rochelle Doyle, Director of Advancement. So last week, we debuted this podcast as an opportunity for us to connect our community with some of the really exciting things that are going on in our school by looking at our mission and core values and how they're being fulfilled on a day-to-day level. It's also a chance for people to see what they're supporting through the Country Day Fund and why we're so great. And we're doing this by diving into each of our core values derived from our mission statement. Last week, we talked about compassion. This week, we dive into critical thinking. Our core value says that through critical thinking, our students grapple with complex issues, engage with conflicting points of view, make connections, and collaborate. We empower students with the skills to thrive in an evolving world. So this week, to help us learn about some of the ways we live out critical thinking at Country Day, we'll be connecting with fifth grade teacher Christy Matheson, high school English and Spanish teacher Diego Panacita, and a special student guest. Enough from us. Let's get on with the show. Christy, thank you for joining us. Thanks so much for inviting me. I'm excited to be here. What does critical thinking look like in the lower school? Gosh, I am really lucky that you asked me this question because I've been able to teach in four grades in the lower school in my 16 years here at Country Day. I started in kindergarten, moved to first, and back to K, moved to third, and now I'm in fifth. And so I've gotten a real good eye on what critical thinking looks like in those grades and then how to make it expand and grow from the grades before us. And what I can tell you is we don't ask them to not critically think at a young age because we think that they can't. We dive right into it. Starting in pre-K and K, we are asking kids to really think about their world, to recognize the world, to recognize themselves, to think about what their place is in the world. We do this through our different studies where they examine, they investigate. We use words like that with the little ones and they understand what that means. So that when they get to content areas that actually say, let's investigate this in a science or a math thing, they already know what that means. They already know that that desire to get more information, to dig deep. In K, when they're talking about themselves and family dynamics, to third, where we're really asking them to tackle hard parts of history. And look at it with a historian's eyes. That's what it means to me. So Christy, how does critical thinking show up in your curriculum in the fifth grade? It comes through with being able to sit in a room and talk about difficult subjects and providing spaces that let my students be brave and safe. That means we challenge each other. Right now we're challenging systems. We're challenging what systems do and how they put people in different groups. And we're understanding that with a 9, 10, 11-year-old seems like, oh, why would you choose to do that? But if I don't do that with a 9, 10, 11-year-old, they're not prepared to fully engage with that in the middle school and then again in the high school. Can you think of a story where a student demonstrated critical thinking in your classroom? There are magical moments every day. That's why I chose this profession. A lot of what my kids are learning in the classroom right now are money and power and how power and money are kind of distributed and how they go hand in hand. And recently, we were talking about Phyllis Wheatley. And if you don't know who Phyllis Wheatley is, she's a personal hero, should be of all of ours. She was the first African-American woman to be published in the United States, only the third woman to be published in the United States. And she was published while she was enslaved. And so we were talking about Phyllis Wheatley, and we were talking about how she wrote incredible poems for many people. But one of them she wrote was for George Washington. 
And when he received her poem, he decided to send her correspondence and he addressed it to her knowing she was a black woman and she was enslaved at the time. And he addressed it as Madam Phyllis Wheatley. And I turned to the kids and I said, just saying that right there, George Washington, who's the general is going to be president, addresses this woman as Madam Phyllis Wheatley. And it's documented that this is one of the only times he's done that to a black person. And I said, what does that mean? And about six kids in the room said, power, power. They got it because they understand that when we give people respect, that means power. And here was this very important white male giving power to this woman for her art and for her investment in him and in the country. And it was an incredible moment. It was a tingling moment for me because they were really getting it. It was a real moment. And I happened to be walking past your classroom when that happened. It was really cool. It makes you pretty proud as a teacher. Well, what do you hope that builds in students in their lives long term? I think if I could have the typical fifth grade or lower school student leave us knowing that they can ask hard questions and they can ask for those to be answered and they can ask for those to be not answered and just discussed. The thing is, they don't have to always have an answer, but the question is the thing. To keep asking the questions, to keep digging deep, to keep thinking like a historian, like a scientist, like a mathematician. I think that's the best part of what we give them. That's really powerful. Christy, how does the Country Day Fund impact your program? I would say that I've been a recipient of the benefits of the Country Day Program in a couple of ways. The first way would be professional development. I can't be the teacher that I want to be without the training that I need to be that person for them. And I've been really lucky to have some really great opportunities through the funds that are collected in the professional development area. But at the same time, tuition assistance has been something that's touched my family and is important in all of our classrooms. Varying voices and different perspectives serve me as a teacher and as a human. And so I think if that's part of the way that we get those voices in the classroom, all of us benefit from that. There's so many studies that talk about the benefit of breaking up homogenous thinking. I'm so proud to work for an organization that gives over $3 million a year in tuition assistance, and it really creates meaning in the work that I do. So thank you for acknowledging that. Oh, thank you, because my family was a benefit of that. Thank you so much, Christy, not only for your time, but for everything that you do at Country Day. It's been my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Next up, we have Diego Panasini. Diego teaches both Spanish and English in the high school at Country Day. Welcome, Diego. Thank you, Lee. I'm excited to be here, and I'm grateful for this opportunity to be part of this edition of Country Day Conversations. Diego, how does critical thinking show up in some of your teaching at Country Day? I think first and foremost, the touchstone for me is communication. When teaching languages, I teach English and Spanish, it's the central piece to critical thinking for me. When I teach my students to channel their locus of enunciation, which is one of the first lessons we learn on communication, which basically means the place where you speak from. So they're doing this kind of self-reflecting exercise on their identity. It's a lesson on self-awareness. In order for them to be effective communicators, they need to know where they stand. And that's kind of like the first step into communication in my English and Spanish classes. 
I want to focus on English because we really do deep dives into this. Let me give you an example. I have a student, Amani Cochran. Within a group, we studied Anna DeVere Smith's Twilight, LA 1992, which is a book that revolves around the LA riots. And I asked the students to pick a few chapters that they considered most representative of their experience in reading and analyzing the text. And then the next step was kind of like, okay, I'm going to put you into production teams. And the production teams all had to come together and collaborate to adapt a chapter or two out of this book. And Imani's adaptation of the chapter trophies was this powerful interpretation of one, her own identity, and two, it kind of manifesting itself through the voice of this character. And it was moving. It was powerful. This, I think, is a fantastic, a brilliant example of how critical thinking is incorporated into, I want to say my classes because it's not my teaching. I'm just guiding and there for support and I'm giving ideas. That's amazing. I actually got to see Anna DeVere Smith workshop that project in the early 90s. It was phenomenal. That's so cool. I don't know if Anna DeVere Smith's still even promoting Twilight. It's 20 years ago, probably not, but it'd be cool to go. 30 years ago, my friend. 30 already. My <laughs> He's goodness. not a math teacher. <laughs> <laughs> 1992. That's 30. Yeah, to the day. Wow. Didn't carry that through. Yeah. Good catch. It's just showing how old I am. Diego, you've spoken a little bit about how critical thinking shows up in your curriculum. Are there any other projects that you can highlight that specifically build critical thinking? Actually, we're in the throes of it right now, and it's a sophomore project. On the surface, it's a research project, and it's aimed to help our students develop their writing, communication, and research skills. But in order for all these kind of critical thinking abilities to come together, we need to cover our basis. So as communicators, which they're doing in their writing, they're doing in their presenting, they're doing in their research when they are interviewing professors that they may have found that cover the field that they're doing. All these kind of areas and facets of their research, they need to go back to communication. It's experiential education. It's something that with one, you're analyzing, and these are all also steps of critical thinking, you're observing, and then you're putting into practice what you've researched. You're going out to investigate. You're going out to interview. And then you're bringing all that knowledge back home into a space that we create for students where they can perform a lot of these projects that I've seen in the past year. It's amazing the sense of camaraderie there is amongst our students that they're willing to help each other out. And sometimes their topics even help kids with their own identities, which is amazing. Right now, we're working on focus research topics. So they've come to us with a pitch of something that they want to study. They're able to think about something that sparks a curiosity and that leading to some kind of interest and that interest leading into eventually and hopefully a research topic. So Diego, is there a particular example of a sophomore project that comes to mind? Yeah. So kind of thinking back on last year's presentations, which we boiled down to 10 finalists. I really think back to Mia Crowder's work 
and Mia Crowder did her study on Franklin's bumblebee's decline. So even from the beginning, her intrinsic motivation to research this kind of, I guess, non-current topic, she had the most natural 10-minute conversation with me about Franklin's bumblebees and their decline in Northern California. She's a natural orator when she speaks and when she presents. And this is for the 10 students that made finalists. Their bandwidth is incredible. Their capacity to be able to retain everything that they researched and put it out there in such an articulate way. I was standing next to my colleagues and we were just kind of like, okay, yeah, our job is done. And that's how I felt with these students. And it was pretty amazing. I believe Mia harnessed and carried with her the sense of her own core values and her intellectual curiosity, harnessing those core values, those critical thinking skills that kind of pulled her through. That's amazing. And how does the Country Day Fund directly impact your work? So the Country Day Fund is kind of channeled through summer grants for teachers in their professional development. I've had the opportunity this summer to reflect on the year, my first year of teaching, and how can I build upon the foundation that I set for my first year at Country Day? I did that with the collaboration of the English department, with the Spanish department, and it motivated me. These are the opportunities it creates. It creates a space where colleagues can meet each other in a setting where we're not in school, and it makes a big difference. Nice. Finally, we want to share a student perspective. This week, junior student Mia and winner of last year's sophomore symposium has joined us to give a student's perspective on critical thinking. Thank you for spending your lunch with us today, Mia. Of course, I'm happy to be here. So Mia, why is critical thinking important to you? Well, fairly recently, I've realized that the ability to think critically really gives me a sense of confidence. When I'm able to form strong arguments or really strong opinions, I feel like I'm capable of making change. And I also feel like I'm capable of changing the things and impacting the things that I don't agree with. Mia, how do you see critical thinking skills being developed at Country Day? One way that I see critical thinking being developed at Country Day is through my history and English classes. Specifically in my freshman year history class, we played a game called Four Corners, where our teacher would put a quote on the board from a historian, and then we would go to a corner, whether it was strongly disagree, somewhat disagree, agree, or strongly agree. Essentially, it would make us form a claim and an argument, and we would learn how to debate with each other and form stronger opinions. So before playing that game, I didn't really have super strong political opinions, just wasn't something I had really developed for myself. But after that repetition, after playing the game, I really started to develop some strong opinions. And I would realize when I just knew I didn't agree with other people. That game really has stuck with me since freshman year, and it's changed how I view the world and how I form my own opinions. So, Mia, another way that we really try to build critical thinking skills in our students is through our sophomore projects. And you were the winner last year. Can you tell us a little bit about the project that you chose? Yeah, so my project focused on the causes of decline of several bumblebee species that are native to California. 
And one of the main reasons that I chose that topic was because early on in my research process, I discovered that one of the main reasons for the decline in these species is due to human activity. So when I found that out, I felt responsible to educate myself more on the issue, but also educate others on it as well. Well, I happen to think bees are very interesting. What did you learn from your project? Well, one of the things that I learned is that even though human activity has pretty much an irreversible effect on several of these species, there are still many, many things that we can do to support them. And there are many things that we can do to prevent other species from facing the same declines. Can you think of one? One thing that is always very helpful is just planting gardens or supporting gardens with native plants. I know not everyone is able to do that necessarily at their own home, but having natural resources for all native bees is always one really, really helpful and pretty simple thing that we can all do. Well, thanks to Rory and our garden for getting us on that. Oh yeah, our garden's amazing. So Mia, how do you think these critical thinking skills that you developed in ninth grade and the sophomore project, how might they benefit you in the future? Well, my sophomore project, for one, really sparked a passion in me. It became more than just a project or a grade. I really think my topic and my love for the bees is something that'll stick with me for the rest of my life. And it's actually something that I definitely want to pursue in my career someday. Definitely something I want to study in college. And I really hope that I can make a change in that field and help to support those species that I care so much about. Well, I certainly know somebody else who knows a little something about bees who just happens to be on this podcast. I had already mentioned to Mia that I was only slightly sad that I wasn't involved at any point during the sophomore symposium to represent my bees that I have in my backyard. But Mia, I'll make sure to drop off some honey for you. I would love that. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much, Mia, for joining us. Thank you for having me. Fun fact, Mia is a legacy winner of the sophomore symposium. Her older brother took the win in 2020 for his project, examining discriminatory practices that shape the demographic and economic layout of Sacramento through studying racial housing patterns. Lee, this was such a fun peek into some of the ways that critical thinking shows up at Country Day. I'm feeling all abuzz from our bee talk. This episode was absolutely the bee's knees. And again, we just scratched the surface. Teaching critical thinking is such a core tenet of what students walk away with when they graduate from Country Day. Rochelle, what are we talking about next week? Next week, it's time to get creative, and there's so much of that happening here, so this is sure to be fun to cover. Until then, if you have any questions about the Country Day Fund or would like to make a gift, you can reach out to us at advancement at saccds.org or make a gift at saccds.org forward slash country hyphen day hyphen fund. Thank you for joining us.